0: It's 1898, and you're taking part in excavations in Saqqara. This place, not far away from Cairo, is full of ancient tombs and pyramids. You're in your Indiana Jones mood and hope to find something really phenomenal to become famous. Gold, manuscripts, treasure maps, mummies of famous pharaohs. Wait, a wooden bird? You're really disappointed, as it looks like a regular toy. An old one, but still little do you know that years later someone would propose that your bird was actually an ancient monoplane so the artifact nicknamed the sakara bird is made of a sycamore tree the birdie has a wingspan of just seven inches and weighs around 40 grams a perfect original souvenir from egypt i would say It's over 2,000 years old and looks pretty plain without any carvings of feathers or other intricate ornaments. It has a beak and eyes, though, which makes our find look like a hawk, the emblem of the deity Horus. Its tail is rather unusual as it's squared, looks weirdly upright, and it seems like the sunken part of it was the place for a now-missing piece. Humans love solving a good mystery. So there have been several attempts to explain the use of the birdie. First, quite simply, is that it was a ceremonial object. The second idea is that it was a toy for a child from some well-off family. It could have been some sort of boomerang, which was a popular concept in ancient Egypt. Then there was a theory that the bird had been used as a weather vane. But this one has been debunked as the figure doesn't have any holes or markings except for the one made at the museum in Cairo to fix the exhibit on a stick. So there was no way to hang it in the past. Almost a century after the bird was found, Egyptologist Dr. Khalil Masiha proposed a new theory that it could have been a model of a monoplane. He believed the bird was missing a horizontal tailplane. Otherwise, it had its wings set at a right angle, similar to that of modern planes. It could have worked to generate the aerodynamic lift necessary for flights. Dr. Masiha also claimed that it was common at that time to place miniature models of technological inventions in tombs. So, did the ancient Egyptians really invent the plane in 200 BCE? That would make the Wright brothers, who are considered the inventors of aviation, really, really upset. They made one of their first flights only in 1903. There's just one way to know for sure, and that is to test the model. But you know, the ancient museum in Cairo would unlikely let one of their cherished exhibits fly around like a toy. That's why glider designer Martin Gregory built a similar model, this time of balsa wood, and concluded that even with the missing tailplane, the plane wasn't much of a flyer. Case solved? Not really. This didn't sound convincing enough to the History Channel, so they invited an aerodynamics expert to build another replica of the bird. He tested it in weather conditions similar to those in Egypt and was impressed with the little plane's abilities. So, if they did invent the prototype of a plane back in the times of pharaohs, it would be a good example of an upart. That's an out-of-place artifact. An object that's way ahead of its time in terms of technology or history.
1: You've been roaming this forest for several days. You want to drink, eat, and sleep. Scary animal screams don't allow you to rest at night. Everything around is damp, and you feel extremely cold. There's no hope, but you keep walking through the bushes. Suddenly, you see some movement out of the corner of your eye. Over there... Behind the trees, what is it? A bear, panther, couple of wolves? The last thing you want to meet is one of these dangerous guys. But no, these are the rescue robots they've been talking about on TV. Several dozen machines fill the clearing. They look like dog-sized spiders. This shape helps the robots climb trees and reach mountaintops. Their bodies can withstand falls from big heights, deal with wild animals, fire, and water. These mechanical spiders have found you thanks to their motion sensors and modern thermal imagers. That's what the robots of the future will look like. And here are some robots of today. Meet a soft robotic pillow with a tail. It can move and curl its tail when you touch it. What's our next goal, Mars colonization? Ha, excellent, we're ready. I'll just go get my pillow. How likely is it that you'll wanna eat a tomato while jogging? Let's admit it, the chances are probably very small. And still, Japanese designers have built the Tomaten Robot. You're supposed to wear it on your back like a backpack. During a run, you only need to press a special lever, and the robot will bring a tomato toward your mouth. All that's left for you to do is just bite into it. In the middle of the 20th century, chemists William Larson and Anthony Finelli came up with the idea of a tubeless tire. It could be painted red, yellow, or green. The tire was semi-transparent, Engineers put 18 light bulbs inside it. The tire creators decided that people would surely like their idea. After all, they could make the color of the wheels match the color of their clothes. Unfortunately, the glowing tires never went on sale. They were beautiful, but not practical whatsoever. If you always bring your smartphone along while taking a bath, this invention is for you. That's a stylus that gets attached to your nose. You can use it to touch the screen when your fingers are wet this gadget's creator is sure that the invention will make you more productive and i think the stylus might keep your smartphone dry but it'll definitely make your neck ache how about a butter applicator in the form of a glue stick with this invention making sandwiches in the morning will become so much easier the main challenge is not to confuse it with a real glue stick bacon lip balm is a great addition to the butter sticks this product is already being sold online. Imagine rubbing your lips with a piece of fried bacon before going out. Not really my thing, but tastes stiffer. Here's an instruction on how to make the most unusual transport in human history. Step one, put some rails on the ground. Step two, put a treadmill on them. Step three, make horses run on this treadmill. This is a real transport that was constructed in 1850 and named Impulsoria. Surprisingly, it did work. The locomotive could move at a speed of 7 miles per hour and pull 20 wagons. But trains with steam engines turned out to be more convenient. In 1901, a group of divers retrieved the
0: Antikythera mechanism from an underwater shipwreck near the Greek island of Antikythera. It's been dubbed the world's first analog computer, and it's currently dated around 100 BCE. The bronze mechanism could tell the position of the sun, moon, planets, and stars, as well as the lunar phase, the dates of upcoming solar eclipses, and even the speed at which the moon moves through the sky. No one's sure who used it and how or where it was made, but it's obvious that it's extremely precise and way too advanced for its time. Take this funky metal disc. One internet user claimed to have found this item in a regular package of sour cream chips. The disc had a serial number, weight, and metal type information engraved on its surface. Unfortunately, it's not an ancient coin and not a box prize. It's the result of defective packaging. Manufacturers put metal test objects in some of the bags to test whether their X-ray detector works properly. That's how they prevent any magnetic rubbish in the bags like splinters or tiny details from the machines. Ideally, the x-ray system should detect all the packages with metal objects and sort them out, but apparently, sometimes it makes exceptions. So if you find something like this in your chips, it makes sense to contact the manufacturers to help them prevent dangers for other people. They will have to do an internal investigation and fix the metal detectors and document flow. But the most important question is, to eat or not to eat? Well, the chips might be edible, but keep in mind that the disc wasn't completely hygienic when it fell on the conveyor. But no worries, usually manufacturers send a few boxes of their product and some money certificates as an apology. And since we're talking about packaging mysteries, did you know why shoe manufacturers often put these tiny tags in their boxes? In some cases, they just show samples of materials used to manufacture the shoes, but others look like multi-purpose souvenirs that can be used as a decoration for laces or a keychain, because they have a special loophole on the top or a small chain. Metal shoe tags can make great zipper pulls for winter coats or bags, by the way. In any case, this is another opportunity for shoe brands to remind the customers about themselves so if you ever find such a tag in your brand new shoe box don't rush to throw it in the trash perhaps one day you'll be able to auction it as a rare vintage piece a regular thimble helps to protect the thumb while sewing it looks pretty compact and convenient but what about this epic piece is it a medieval thimble for knights a woodworking tool or a halloween accessory in fact, it's an antique finger guard for husking corn and similar tasks. It has a leather bracelet to fix the glove on the wrist and a special weave of metal links providing flexibility. You can also see it titled Oyster or Butcher Thumb Gloves because this tool was used for protecting users from sharp objects. This particular design was patented at the beginning of the 20th century in the USA. Imagine walking in the woods and facing this scene. Someone slathered a blue plastic can in grease, attached a bag, and hung it on a tree. What in the world would that mean? It's a DIY deer fly trap contraption. Studies revealed that flies are more attracted to blue things, which explains the color of the trap. Unlike the common flies, deer flies inflict painful bites, which may cause allergic reactions and spread diseases. So, if you want to avoid special attention from these annoying creatures, don't wear bright blue outfits while hiking. As for the trash bag on the bottom, it's probably left on purpose to throw away the can after the trap expires. Ladies and gentlemen, fasten your seatbelts. Don't forget about your knees, too. One internet user saw this unusual knee-wrapping belt on a plane and posted it online to figure out its purpose. Any ideas? It's a sitting back support system with a knee strap. This product is designed for easing and preventing back strain caused by slouching and poor posture. Customers can use it daily for more comfortable sitting or driving. Unlike ergonomic chairs, this system is pretty handy and portable. Even NASA astronauts used it during space missions to take care of their bodies. Have you ever found a witch bottle full of weird mysterious stuff? Well, if the answer is yes, you probably know that it's a bad idea to open up an old jar unless you're 100% sure it's safe. But what about this confusing finding? Would you bet that this fluffy white stuff isn't toxic? No worries, unknown doesn't always mean dangerous. It's just a couple of silkworm cocoon balls. Some people store such things as a souvenir from a silkworm factory. Others use them as a fancy skincare product to remove blackheads and gain radiant skin. Here's another example of an unidentified bottle like finding. Is it a genie trap or does it serve a more ordinary purpose? Sorry to disappoint you, but it's just an oil lamp. Before everyone started using electricity, these heavy, sophisticated tools helped to create light. Some of them have a more complicated design than others because they come with a mirror or reflector attached to them or special details to reduce the heat and flame. But the technology is still pretty easy. Oil is put in the belly and the wick goes in the spout. When you light the wick, the flame burns on the end of the spout. Then you'll be able to carry this lantern around with you like a little candle and you'll have the light to start fulfilling your three wishes on your own. Brace yourself, because the next one can be really triggering. Any idea what it might be? A prehistoric turtle, a high-fashion jewelry piece, or a guest from another planet? Nope, those are the throat teeth of a freshwater drumfish. From the outside, drumfish look like many others, but they have a unique set of molar-like teeth packed together at the back of their mouth. These teeth are placed just near the throat the dental formations vary depending on the species and their diet this explains why their creepy throat pictures on the internet look slightly different seems like this design is meant to scare the life out of people with trypophobia
2: piano parlor at 35,000 feet you won't believe you're on an airplane that could have been the slogan of american airlines they pulled 50 seats out of each boeing 747 and used the space to create a passenger lounge with armchairs, cocktail tables, and even a Wurlitzer electric piano. Their passengers could sing their favorite songs to the tickled ivories during long flights across the country. Luxury in economy. In the early 1980s, Continental Airlines installed so-called Polynesian pubs in some of its DC-10 jets. It was a small bar with snacks and drinks, round tables, and swivel chairs, There was also a video Pong console. Continental took an approach worth appreciating. This kind of luxury was for economy-class passengers. Now imagine what first-class was getting! Fine dining and flying Australia's largest airline, Qantas, boasted a luxurious Captain Cook first-class lounge. The company turned the 747's upper deck into a full-on restaurant. It had it all – good food, good drinks, and good company. Flowers to prove a point Pan American World Airways advertised the 707 Clipper as a machine without vibration. They put fresh flowers in a vase on each table to show passengers that the water wouldn't spill right on their laps during the flight. Pan Am featured freshly cut flowers until the late 1970s. Slightly questionable if turbulence struck, but still romantic. Full-size beds During the 1940s, everyone enjoyed the privilege of sleeping comfortably during a flight. On the Boeing Stratocruiser, seats were roomy and could be turned into a full-on bed. The aircraft even had spacious locker rooms where passengers could change into their PJs or into a different outfit. Ooh, how the times have changed! Wacky Colors Until the mid-60s, airplanes were painted in light colors, or not at all. The only bright spot was usually a colored strip along the fuselage. But not American airline Braniff International. They hired a famous architect and interior designer Alexander Girard to make their planes brighter. He used a vibrant palette that includes such shades as purple metallic and lemon yellow. But why dabble in bizarre paint jobs when you can make wacky planes like the Flying Barrel? officially called the Stippa Caproni. It was one of the funniest planes in aviation history. Italian engineer Luigi Stippa designed the thing to have its propeller inside the bulky barrel-like fuselage. The bizarre-looking plane actually proved to be quiet and stable in flight. The only drawback was the speed. It couldn't go much faster than 80 miles per hour because of drag. That wasn't much, even for the 30s. Nine-winged Super Boat Plane Well, What else can you call it? Officially, it was the Comproni CA-60. Yep, the same aircraft manufacturer that built Luigi Stippa's weird barrel design. If you're wondering whether this thing could really fly, the answer is… not really. It had a brief maiden flight, but wasn't successful on its second attempt. Its dreams of soaring across the Atlantic went down with it.